0: Hallelujah. God is good all the time. Take your Bibles, open them up, remain standing for just a moment. Turn with me to Acts chapter number 27. Acts chapter number 27. Now some of y'all were blessed uh, maybe yesterday and you had ribs. I did say some of y'all. Uh, anybody have ribs yesterday, sure enough? Oh, Lord have mercy. Amen. W- Willie G., did you eat in your ribs yesterday? I did. All right. Now, now listen. How many of y'all like ribs? Okay, how many of y'all don't like ribs? Y'all need to get saved, Brother Doug. We'll take a Bible and show you right after service how you can enjoy ribs. Amen. Now, how many of y'all are with your preacher and you, you see somebody at the dinner on the grounds or at the family reunion and they come back and they set their plate, go to throw it away and they got ribs on there with meat all over them. And you think, what is your problem? Do I have a witness? Well, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, we was kind of limited in time and, and we, we, you know, we've been studying through the We've been studying through the book of Acts and and, and this particular uh, lesson on the storm that Paul finds himself in. uh, When I got through, you know, we had a missionary come in and we we was kind of rushed and everything. Uh, I I felt like at the end of the message, Brother Doug, like that man that brought that plate up there, still meat on the bone. Amen. And so if you were here Wednesday night, God bless you, you're going to get a double portion. And, and, and I reworked it a little bit, dug some more, and I just felt like there was more there that we need to talk about, and, uh, and so we're going to deal with that today. And not only that, but most of y'all wasn't here, so amen. <laughs> and all God's people say it. Amen. All right. Now, uh, how, many of you, how many of you know when we use the terminology, boy, I'm going through a storm? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? It could be a storm, financial storm. It could be a health storm. It could be a, a, a storm of disappointment, a storm of tragedy or whatever. But we all understand when we say uh, we're going through a storm, we know what we're talking about, right? We're having a rough, rough, rough time. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. And so that's what I want to talk about, the different storms that we find ourselves in life. So let's look in Acts chapter 27, Acts chapter number 27, and we'll, we'll start in verse number nine. Paul is on his way to Rome. And he finds himself in a storm. Now, there's, there's there, well, let's just read. And we'll, we'll, I'll let you sit down. All right, verse 9. Are you there? Yeah. Now, when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them. And he said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the laden of the ship and the ship, but also of our lives. "'Nevertheless the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship "'more than those which were spoken of by Paul. "'And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, "'the most part advised to depart thence also, "'if by any means they might attain to Phenis and there to winter, "'which is a haven of Crete and lieth toward the southwest and northwest. "'And when the south wind blew softly, "'supposing that they had obtained their purpose,' Loosing thence, they sailed close by Crete, but not long after, but not long after. You know, there's sometimes you make a decision and you think, oh yeah, this was great, but not long after. You, you think he's Prince Charming, but not long after. <laughs> there arose against it a tempestuous wind called a Eurachlodon. And when the ship was caught up and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, strike sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, read it with me, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was Take away. taken away. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you so much for the privilege and the opportunity. Lord, thank you for the, the, just the worship we've experienced this morning. Thank you for the, the touch you've put on this place. Now, Lord, you know what we need to hear. You know everyone that's here. You know every decision that needs to be made. You know every challenge that needs to be received. You know every conviction. Lord, every every person that needs to be challenged this morning. And God, I pray that you'll lift us up and help us, encourage us. And God, guide and direct. Lord, please don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And don't let me forget anything I should. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Now, I, I, I would encourage you, I would encourage you to go with this outline today. Uh, go back Wednesday night and, and, and look on our website and watch that service because I, there's a lot of things in detail there that we're not going to cover today. Uh, uh, but it would be a blessing and an encouragement to you. Uh, sometimes one of those things which we're not going to deal with today, but sometimes you need to learn to listen to godly counsel. I need a witness. Amen. There are many times we get into predicaments. We get into things in our life because we're not willing to listen to godly counsel. We're too stubborn or we're too in a place where we want to do our own thing and it will mess us up. And all God's people said, now here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I want to talk about the different storms that we're going to face throughout your Christian life, throughout uh, the time you're here on this earth uh, uh, in your Christian walk and in your Christian life. And, and we've got to go back to the Old Testament to get one of them. But, but th- there, are, there are several different storms that we're going to see. Uh, and then we're going to focus on this this one we talked about uh, with the Apostle Paul. And, and so uh, there's going to be a progression and you'll see what I'm talking about. So first off, I want you to see this. Number one, let's take, let's look at our notes and, 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 and spend a little time here. The facts learned about the storm. What kind of storms are there? I mean, if we're going to go through storms, we're talking about storms. What kind of storms are there? Well, the first storm I want you to see is a storm of discipline. A storm of discipline. Discipline. Let's read it. How many of y'all remember a man by the name of Jonah? <clears throat> All right, now let's look at here. Here's what it says. But Jonah rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go uh, with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord. And by the way, by the way, he was running from the presence of the Lord, but he found out you can't outrun him. Are y'all with me? The Bible says, but the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like to be broken. Now, here's what I want to take from that. Here's what I want to take from that. You'll understand that sometimes God will send a storm to discipline us. Sometimes he will send a storm to get our attention. He will get our attention. Now, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. There are people in this room who say, yeah, I can can testify to that right there. Listen, here's, here's what I want you to see. Many times, many times, these type storms are found primarily a lot in immature Christians. Immature Christians. You say, why do you say that? Because this storm was created because of a dumb decision. It was a poor choice. It was a decision he made not to do what God told him to do. It was a storm of disobedience. Now, I hear people all the time. Well, I tell you what, the devil's on my back. The devil's on my back. I'm being oppressed. No, it ain't. You're just doing dumb stuff. I'm being oppressed. We're being oppressed. This is poverty. No, you're making poor financial choices. You're spending more than you're bringing in. You're going into debt when you shouldn't. Somebody say amen. amen. Preacher, my relationships are horrible because you're finding love in all the wrong places. Jonah was in the storm because of something he did. It was a choice he made. And there are some times in life when we're going to have to just stand up and admit this is my fault. I am the... Co-. And Jonah had to do this. I don't have time to go into it, but go read the story. When, they, when, it, when it was all said and done, Jonah said... He told him what to do. He told them what to do, right? Come on, boy's getting quiet. And come on. Now... Now, here's the thing. Then we see the second storm. And I'm going to hurry through this so we can get down to the last one. The second storm is storms of development. Storms of development. This is not the first storm, the storm of discipline, is because you did something wrong. The second storm is the storm of development, and you're in it because you did something right. Are you all with me? Now watch, look what it says. Where do we find this? Mark chapter number four. It says, and there arose a great storm of wind. And by the way, by the way, if you will go before the verses, you'll find out that they were obedient to Jesus. They did what Jesus said to do. They got in the boat and they went to sea. Here they are. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Okay. I just asked and you didn't say nothing. All right. Right now. Watch what it says. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the sea, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? Watch this. How is it that ye have no faith? What was he wanting them to have? Faith. Now, watch this. If, if, a, if a storm of discipline is primarily found in immature Christians. Now, what, 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 what do we do with babies? We put, what do we put on them? Diapers. Diapers. You know why? Because they make messes. Right? They're, they're immature. They're, they're not developed yet. And they have a tendency to mess up. Are y'all with me? They have a tendency to mess up. Now... Uh, as they grow and develop, their mess-ups usually are disciplined by their parents to correct them. All right? That's an immature Christian. That's a baby Christian. That's usually found there. Now, if you've been saved 20 years, that needs to stop. Are y'all with me? Now, but then we move on. We move on to the storms of development. Now, who, who finds themselves in them? Those that are growing Christians. Say that with me. Those that are... Growing Christian, Do you realize the disciples are in Bible college right now? They're being trained by the greatest professor that's ever ever been known or ever to live, Jesus Christ. They're in a growing process. And in that growing process, God saw fit and he thought it necessary to allow them to go through a storm to develop their faith. Now, in the storm of discipline, he's trying to correct wrong behavior. But in the growing Christian, in the growing Christian who is in the will of God and who is seeking the will of God and is trying to grow and mature in their faith, God will allow a storm in your life to develop your faith. He doesn't want you to be he doesn't want you to be weak. He doesn't want you to be anemic. He wants you to have great faith because with great faith comes great power, great ability. Are y'all with me? But you can't have great faith if you've never gone through it. A faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I absolutely, without a doubt, 100% agree with that. But there's something that builds that and strengthens that, and that's experience. Are y'all with me? Say man. And then we see the third one. And, and, and we're going to talk about these throughout the message, okay? So, first first storm we have is the storm of? Discipline. 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 It's primarily found in what kind of believer? Immature. Come on. Immature. Immature believer for the purpose of what? Correcting wrong behavior. Now, how many of you would be willing to admit, and you're honest enough today, say you've been in them? Yeah. I have. And I promise you. God can get your attention. Amen? Now watch this. But then we see the second storm. It's a storm of development. It's not because you did something wrong. It's because you're doing something right. And God, what's the primary purpose of the storm of development? Is to build your, your faith. Now, that is, a, that is an immature Christian, but here we are a growing Christian. Do you all see that? Now watch this. Thirdly, we're going to look at the storm Paul's in. Now watch this. Everybody look at me. This storm Paul finds himself in because of the stupidity of someone else. It wasn't Paul's decision. Matter of fact, Paul tried to keep it from happening. He said, boys, this is not a good idea. You see, this is one of them type storms well, you ever been in that storm because of the dumb decision of another? Yeah. Yeah. See, it happens. And you know, I titled, I titled uh, Wednesday night's Bible study, When the Storm is Not My Fault. Now, some people try to say that over there, but that's not true. But there are times that you'll find yourself in a storm because of someone else's foolishness. Now, here's the deal. The first storm is a storm of discipline. primarily, and, and by the way, by the way, by the way, a seasoned saint can get stupid too. So that just because you graduated down this line and you end up over here don't mean you can't get ignorant on God and God not get your attention with discipline. Okay, now, but that is primarily for an immature Christian. Then we see a growing Christian goes through storms of development to develop his faith and build his faith. Now, once he gets to that place God's able to use him in an incredible way in the storm of display. Write that down. A storm of display. Now, what does display mean? It's God putting on display what he has developed in you. The, now, watch this now. Now, watch this. Look at me, everybody. Look at me, everybody. God will develop faith in the growing Christian. So he can display that faith in the seasoned Christian. Now watch this. Watch this. In the storm of development, in the storm of development, now stay with me. Stay with me. Don't get no popcorn right now. Stay stay with me. In the storm of development, God wants you to see him. God wants you to see his power. Y'all with me? It's in the storm of development where God wants you to see his strength and his power and his ability. Jesus walks to the bow of that ship and says, peace, be still. And it became a calm. They saw what God can do. Are y'all with me? Now watch this. In the storm of development where he is building your faith, he wants you to see God. Are y'all with me? But over here as a seasoned saint, As a soldier of the cross, you are in a storm because of the foolishness of someone else. And in the storm of development, you want that God wants you to see his power. But in the storm of display, God wants others to see God in you. Now, I don't have the time, but please go back and read this story. Paul stands up and we'll we'll talk about that in just a minute. But he stands up in power. He stands up in confidence. He stands up as a hero in the midst of this storm and he had a faith through the trials of life that was developed in a concrete confidence in God and they saw God in him. I don't know why God allowed me to be in this storm because of somebody else's stupidity. I'll tell you why. Because God wants them to see God in you. Are y'all with me? Now, now we saw, let's, let's go over this real quick, real quick, real quick. Now, this, we're still in the intro. The message is in number three, all right? But we'll go fast through it, okay? What's the first storm? <clears throat> Listen, y'all are just dragging us out. All right, what's the first storm? Primarily with what kind of Christian. Immature Christian, what is the purpose really? To correct wrong behavior, right? All right, the second storm is a? Storm of development. Primarily found in what kind of Christian? A growing Christian for the purpose of? Building their faith, developing their faith. The third storm we find ourselves in. The third storm we find ourselves in is a storm of? Usually found in what kind of Christian? Seasoned Christian. So others can see God in? Are y'all with me? Now, watch this. Let's look at the storm itself. Write these three things down real quick. We're just going to write them down. We're not even going to preach on them, kind of a little bit. <clears throat> what do these storms look like? This is the crazy thing. This is the crazy thing. And it, sometimes it's the confusing thing. All these storms feel the same. All these storms look the same from the outside you really can't distinguish which one is which why watch watch what all three of these storms produce if you study all three of these storms all three of these storms first produce frustration frustration what's frustration mean upset because of an inability to change or achieve something Upset because of the inability to change or achieve something. You ever been frustrated? A storm will cause frustration. When your hands are completely tied and you can't fix it. Now I'm a fixer. I want to fix things. My wife would come and tell me something and I would say, okay, here's what, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. I mean, I, I pull a Joe Friday on her. And I, Listen, give me the facts. Let me tell you what to do. She don't want that. She said, I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to hear me. I'm thinking, why did you tell me? You don't want me to fix it? Anyway, that's, we're going to need some marriage counseling, Brother Doug. Amen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you want to fix it so bad, but you can't. Maybe it's with your children. Maybe, maybe it's with your finances. Maybe it's at work. And boy, that kind of storm produces frustration. Do I have a witness? Now watch this. They were casting out their tackle. They were throwing out everything they could to lighten the ship. They're trying to do everything, but their situation did not change. It moved from frustration to fear, to fear. The sad part about all three of these storms, the storm of discipline, the storm of development, and the storm of display, all three of them caused fear. All of them caused fear. And then lastly, watch this. Watch this. Not only did they cause frustration and cause fear, it developed into despair. Write that word down. Despair. What does the word word despair mean? The complete loss or absence of hope. Do you remember that last verse we read? When When neither the sun nor the stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved. Was then what? Taken away. Now how many of y'all can say there's been times that you've been frustrated? How many of y'all can say there's been times in your life that you've gone through things that cause great fear? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. We're not going to want to admit this one. But how many times there's just times you just felt like giving up? Guess what? All three of those are found... In all three storms. Now here's, here's the thing. Well how am I supposed to know the difference? It's very easy. It's very easy. In the storm of discipline. In the storm of discipline. There is a sin problem. There is a sin problem. He has made a wrong choice. Here's the thing. The entire time of the storm. Jonah knew it was because of him. Now, here's what I'm telling you. How can I determine whether this is a storm of discipline or a storm of development? And I'll say it this way. Y'all ain't going to want to hear this, but I'm going to just say it. You know. You know how I know that you know? Because before you did what you did, he told you not to do it. And while you were doing it, he he was getting on you. And after you did it, you know, you know. How many of y'all know what old fashioned Holy Ghost conviction is? See, you know. I've had people, well, I don't know why I'm going through this. Well, let's think about it. Is there something in your, oh yeah. (laughs) Amen. If you're in a storm of discipline, you know, you might not want to admit it. You might deny it, you might whatever, but you know because God told you not to do it before you did it. Amen. Now, if, if that's not the case, if you can examine your life and you can go before God like the psalmist said, search me and know me. Listen, seek me out. Dig into me. Find out if there's any wicked way. If you are clear and your conscience is clear and you say, preacher, there's no sin, there's nothing, then, then you're most likely in one of these two. One of these two. Now here's what I want to do. Let's go to point number three and let's hunker down a minute, okay? All right. We've got about 18 minutes, so let's let's do this. Let's do this. Alright. If we find ourselves, if we find ourselves, this is number three. What's the point of number three? What, what's the point, main point? The focus needed in the storm. Say it with me. The, the if we find ourselves in a storm of discipline. Say, we know it because we know what we did, and we know why God's doing it. We know why we're going through this. We know what what sin we've committed. We know what we're practicing. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. A, write this down. If we find ourselves in a storm of discipline, we repent. Come on, say it with me. We repent. 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 Say it again. We Repent. 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 Do you know what happened the moment that they tossed Jonah over the boat? What happened? You're going to find this out. That God does not whip you because he's mad at you like our parents did. Y'all can cackle all you want. I'm telling you, mind with me, just stay in practice. He didn't do it. Listen, God doesn't whip you. God doesn't chastise you. God doesn't chasten you because he's angry at you. He's trying to correct you. And the moment that you correct your behavior, the storm ceases. Yeah, right. Amen. I don't know what to do. Quit doing what you're doing. If you're shacking up, quit shacking up. If you're living wrong, Stop. Stop. Say it out. Everybody say it with me. This is not complicated. Now, we don't want to hear that. We're living in a culture where we want to do our own thing and we just don't want to do that. We want God to adjust to our behavior. Let me tell you something. God don't adjust to Nothing. God is God. He's just saying yesterday, today, and forevermore. If it was wrong yesterday, it'll be wrong today and wrong tomorrow. If you find yourself in a storm of discipline, repent. Repent. Turn to God and confess your sin and repent. You know what Jonah did? He got to Nineveh just as quick as he could. Amen. Now, now, that's all I need to say about that. Because either you're going to do it or you're not. If you're not, don't come whining to me. Don't come whining to me. I've had people come to me with, a, with an issue and, 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 and I, I say, this is what you, this is what you need to do. These are steps you need to take. Well, I don't want to do that. Then why'd you ask me? Don't waste my time. Don't waste your time. Amen? It's simple. Repent. Now let me help you with that. Do you know there's a difference between slowing down and stopping? Because some of y'all don't y'all don't get this yet. Well, we're not gonna shack up, but we're gonna still be having sex. Let me show you the difference between slowing down and stopping. There was a young man that had an issue at a stop sign. Come to a rolling stop. He just he never really stopped. He just kind of slow rolled through and went on. Well, policeman was there and pulled him over, gave him a ticket. Second day, the same thing happened. Same thing happened. Slow rolled, gave him a ticket. Well, the man, the young man's frustrated and angry at the cop. And the third day, same thing happened. The policeman pulls him over and he says, I tell you what, I'm stopping. He says, son, I'm going to show you something. And he snatches him out of the car and takes his billy club and starts wearing him out. And he says, do you want me to slow down or do you want me to stop? (laughs) Now, you can stay over here and you can live like you want and say, you're just going to adjust a little bit. Well, how do you want the storm to turn out for you? Do you want it to slow down or do you want it to stop? Y'all just deal with it. In the storm of discipline, we need to repent. We need to repent. In the storm of development, in the storm of development, write this down. This is so important. We need to request. We need to request. What What happened with the disciples in that boat? They're in a storm. The water's raging. The water's coming in. The boat is full. They ran to Jesus. They ran to Jesus. Now, (laughs) they didn't really run to Jesus in the most mature form. But that's okay. Because Jesus understands. What'd they say? Don't you care that we perish? Do something. And he did. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't care how you run to him, just run to him. Yeah. Yeah. Just say, Jesus, help me. And 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 see, if we know this, if we have if we have taken an inventory of our life, if we've taken an inventory of our life, and, and, and by the way, by the way, y'all that's dancing around, playing around and, 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 and thinking that God's gonna sweep your, your foolishness under the rug, I got news for you. I got news for you. It's coming. The storm is coming. Well, I just, I just, well, nothing's happening now. Well, you're in worse shape because that means you're a bastard, not a child. And I didn't cuss, it's in the Bible. The Bible says, whom he loveth, he chasteneth. And if you're without chastening, you're a bastard and not a son. That means illegitimate. That means you're claiming to be a child of God, but you're really not. Because if you're truly a child of God and you're living in sin, God's gonna beat the devil out of you. And you're not going to run from this. I don't care how fast you run. I don't care how far you run. Jonah thought he could run, but God hunted him down. And if you're in a storm of discipline, you need to repent. You need to repent. But if you're in a storm of development, you need to request from God. You've already did inventory. You already realized and you searched your heart. Say, there is no sin and no unconfessed sin in my life. There's nothing that he's trying to get my attention for. So this apparently is a storm of development. God, let me see your power in this deal. God, let me see your hand in this. Let me see your wisdom in this. Let me see you. And what happens? God moves in on the scene and he does the impossible. He does what you cannot do. He stands on the bow of your ship and he, he calms the peace in your life or the storm in your life. And he says, peace be still. And the Bible says that they feared him exceedingly. They developed something, a reverence and an awe in them that helped them in the future. Say Amen. Yeah. So if you've examined your life and there's no unconfessed sin, there's nothing he's trying to get your attention for, then you need to say, God, let me see you in this. Let me see you in this. Let me see your power. Let me see your touch. Lord, let me see you so my faith can grow stronger. You know what our request normally is? Mine. Get me out of here. Come on. Anybody want to admit that? Maybe if you start saying, God, let me see you maybe the storm will end faster for you. Not only will it end faster for you, you will get to see something you've never seen before. What do you think went on in the hearts of those disciples when that raging storm just went... Let me tell you. Some of you are not going to go read it, so I'll just tell you. What manner... Of man is this, that even the wind and the seas, boy, I'm getting God bumps all up my neck. Even the wind and the seas obey him. You may tell you what'll happen in the storms of development. You'll see God like you've never seen him. You'll experience God like you've never experienced him. And you'll have an awe of God like you've never had. You see, the reason God needs you to see Him, as you are a growing Christian, God needs to develop your faith and your confidence and your assurance in Him. Because one day, one day, He's going to allow you as a seasoned saint to be in a storm that's not your fault. a storm that's not caused because of your foolish decision. A storm that's not even necessarily for your benefit. Are y'all getting this? This was not for Paul's benefit whatsoever. His, His faith didn't need to be strengthened. He was a seasoned soldier. You see, God allows the storms of development to build our faith. But God allows us in the storms of display, not because we made a foolish decision, not because our faith needs to be developed, but because the faith in others needs to be developed. In in the storm of development, He wants us to see God's power. In the storm of display, he puts us on display so we could stand and witness and bring glory to God and declare our faith. What did he say? God's met with me, and I believe God. And because of Paul's faith, they were all rescued. It's kind of like Queen Esther. If you find yourself in this storm, you need to look at it this way. For such a time as this. The reason I went through all the other storms in my life is so I would have the strength and I would have the ability and I would have the wisdom to stand in the middle of this ship with these sailors that have given up hope. And I can stand and say, there is hope in him. And all God's people see it. Amen. Can y'all see the difference? Now watch this. Let me give you three things real quick. One, two, three. We got time. We got two minutes and 36 seconds. Let's say you're a seasoned saint. You know, Brother Travis, I've preached on these two for years. And I never saw the third one until I was studying that last week. And these two are no-brainers. But that one over there, i got to be the one with courage when everybody else is afraid. i got to be the one with faith when everyone else is faithless. I've got to be the one declaring hope when everybody else is hopeless. That's why God don't put that on nobody but a seasoned saint. Preacher, I'm in a storm and it's not my fault. Well, count yourself privileged that God thought enough of you. Well, preacher, I'm glad he thought that of me. But. Now that I'm in it, what do I do first? Get a word. Get a word. Preacher, what are you talking about? Watch this. Acts 27, 22. Now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. What's that next word? Saying. You know what Paul had? He had a word. (laughs) Now, you may not get a word through a dream at night, but if you'll open up that Bible and you'll say, oh, God, I'm in the middle of a storm. It is not a storm of my making, but is it a storm that I find myself in? And it apparently is your will. God, I need a word. I need a word of encouragement. I need a word of help. I need a word of direction. And I guarantee you this, ladies and gentlemen, on the promise and the authority of his word, God will give you a word that's right on time. And if you're that seasoned saint and you find yourself in that storm of display and God has put you in a position to bring glory to him and bring hope to the hopeless and help to the helpless, I want you to do this. Go to God's word and say, okay, God, here I am. I'm in the midst of this storm. Here I am for a time such as this. Give me a word. And God will give you a word. But here's what you got to do. When you get that word, when you get that word, look what it says. Look what it says, verse number number, 23. No, 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 verse 24. Saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given them all, them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer for... Oh, that was terrible. Let's try it again. For... When you get a word... Believe that word. When you get a word, believe that word. Go to his word open it up and say God speak to me and when he speaks to you and gives you a verse then hang on that verse with everything, every fiber of your being and come hell or high water. I don't care what the circumstances look like. I don't care how the lightning flashes. I don't care how the thunder crashes. I don't care how much water comes in a boat. I don't even care if the boat is torn apart. I believe what God says. I don't care what happens in the economy. I don't care what happens in the election. I don't care what happens in the state house, the white house. It does not matter. I got a word from God and I believe God. Church, say amen. Amen. Believe it. Why is that so important before I tell you the third one? Why is that so important? Because the third one is share that word. And how can you expect the people that you share a word with to believe it if you don't look like you believe it? You know, some preachers really bother me. And if you ask Preacher Doug, I guarantee he'd tell you the same thing. It really irritates me to watch people try to proclaim the truth and they don't even look like they believe it themselves. Well, I kind of, you know, kind of, maybe. Yeah. If that's all you're going to do, sit down. Yeah. Paul did not stand in the middle of that ship and say, well, guys, I think maybe kind of if you want to, uh, maybe if, if, if possible, if we do this right. No, 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 no. Come on. Come on. He stood and declared. Yeah. He said, I got a word. You don't have no reason to be afraid. God said, everything's going to be all right. And I believe God. And if you keep reading, you'll find out. He said, all right, it's time to eat. They'd been fasting all that day, 14 days without no food. He said, hey, we need our strength because we're facing to go swimming. And you know what happened in this whole story? You know what happened in this whole story? God's word was sure. Not only was God's word sure, but his servant was sustained. God delivered him and all of the soldiers. I wish I could go into more detail with that, but go Wednesday night and check it out. This is unbelievable. Preacher, I don't know why I'm in this storm. There's a reason. There's a reason. God's either trying to get your attention because you're living wrong. And if you're there, repent. Repent. Maybe, maybe you're clear. Maybe your conscience is clear. You, you've, done, you've examined your heart. You, you said there's nothing, there's nothing that I need to repent of. There's nothing I need to confess of. I, my heart is clear with God. Then, then maybe at that point you need to request. Say God let me see you in this door. Let me see you in this door." Maybe somebody else did something foolish and you're in the midst of turmoil because of what somebody else did. It wasn't your fault, but God allowed you to be in it. It's in that point that you realize, I'm here for a reason. This is no accident. This is no accident. Queen Esther, it was said she was here for such a time as this. And you need to trust that you have what it takes. Let me say that again because this, is, this really trips up people. You need to trust that you have what it takes or God wouldn't allow you to be in this position to begin with. I don't think I have what it takes. That's okay. Because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. You see, in that storm of development, God wants you to see Him in His power. But in the storm of display... God put you where he put you so others can see God in you. <laughs> how was Paul How was Paul ready and prepared for this storm? Because of all of these storms It's kind of like, like David. He was ready for Goliath because of the lion and the bear. In the things we go through, guys, things we go through. And, and, and God's, not about, God's not about you staying stagnant. God expects you to grow. Well, I want to remain immature. I'm sorry. God just don't work that way. As long as you belong to Him, you're in this process. And what what determines whether you stay here or here is the level of your stubbornness. It's amazing how we can move forward if we'll just say, God... Not my will, but some of you have no idea how close you are to getting out that storm if you just surrender to him. We'll say, if, what if it's a storm? What if it's a storm of development? You're going to see his power. You're going to see his ability. What happened when they request, Lord, show me you, help? He calmed the storm. But our request is not show me you. Our request is get me out of here. And as long as it's that, we'll never get to see what we're there to see to begin with. Amen? Let's request and say, God, show me you. And if we find ourselves as a seasoned saint of God in a storm of display, know that God is putting you on display for others to see God in you. I can't help but think of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Blessed be the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to, Uh uh-huh, comfort those who are in any trouble. God will, he- watch this now, stay with me. I'm almost done. I know I'm going a little over time, but that's all right. God will help you in this storm so you can help others in this storm. Well, I-, I like that word better. I like that word better. God will help you in this storm so you will be able to help them in their storm. Amen? Amen.